Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Let's Talk 20s podcast. I hope you guys have had a good week and I hope you have a great rest of the week after you listen to this amazing episode that we're providing to you guys. I am with my two lovely co-hosts as usual, Connor and GT. Fellas, how are we doing tonight? Fellas, it's going good. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Getting it all figured out. I feel that, man. Ready to get after it. I respect for that. all these good things to, coming up in the next few weeks. Absolutely. Man, you have no idea. Yeah, GT, you've got a vacation coming up, right? Tanner, you're on. And then Sunday. Tanner, you, you are going to have a nice and relaxing week next week, right, bud? Yeah, bro. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Just have to get through everyone's graduations. Got graduating girlfriend, graduating sister, sister's boyfriend. But I'm excited for everyone. Because I know how I can't believe it's been two years since I graduated. This topic this week it is titled "Positive Self Talk." So some of the questions we're going to be asking is, "What is positive self talk in your opinion? What was one of the first times where you recognized your mindset switched to positive self talk, and how did that positively affect everything that's going on with you? How does negative self talk develop, and much more in this episode? So guys, stay tuned for the content that's going to be in this one. And I kind of want to actually started off i just read the first question what is positive self-talk in your opinion just leave it open-ended here i'm curious to see how our different opinions of, of this is i think a lot of people would look at it as telling yourself positive thoughts having a grasp on what you're telling yourself and the true meaning behind what you're saying and why it's so influential and so nurturing and so good for you to mm -hmm. into those positive affirmations or positive statements that we tell mm -hmm. ourselves or we think of to really make ourselves in a better state of mind emotionally and mentally yeah, yeah. great answer what about you connor i can i can agree with that not to take anything away from gt's answer because i i think what he said summarized the whole positive side of it very well i also think positive self-talk you know, it's very consistent. It's stuff that you can easily latch on to. It's simple. It's not super complicated. It's, it's for me, a lot of the times it, I always, when I first started thinking about positive self-talk, I always thought of like compliments and that, that has to do with what you said, you know, giving myself compliments or just complimenting something that I did in the day, but it's also not just positive self-talk about myself. It's also about the way that I look at things too. So maybe I, I meet somebody and maybe it's not a great first interaction for some reason, instead of thinking, oh, that person sucks or they are the worst or they're a jerk or whatever. I just try to think like, ah, oh, maybe that just didn't go well. I don't know what kind of person they are. I don't want to make an assumption about who they are just based off of one interaction. You know, mm -hmm. first impressions mean a lot, you know, not everybody is on their best days when you meet them for the first time. So things like that, not just being positive about yourself, but just being positive about a lot of the thought processes and things that come to your head. So that's kind of the way I think about it. Man, both great answers. The only thing, if I was going to add anything, and this is just my, my way of how I view positive self-talk would be that it's truthful. And sometimes the truthful conversations you have with yourself are not necessarily the fun ones and you can be kind of degrading. You have to kind of walk that fine line. But at the same time, for me, my positive self-talk was positive because I was being truthful with myself. And I was telling myself what I needed to hear, not what I wanted to hear. Because I think it's very easy to have outside influences, friends, family, whatever. Obviously, they don't want you to be upset, sad, depressed, you name it, any negative feeling. 
And that also includes mm-hmm. how you want to feel yourself. But for me, positive self-talk was the truth, what I needed to hear, not what I wanted to hear. And like you said, consistently doing that and, and trying to have a more positive outlook on on life as well. So I think we all said different things, which I love, but also everything kind of comes together and really complements the other. Yeah, no, I, I love all three <clears throat> answers. What are some things that you guys think of that help you with shifting your mindset from negative self-talk to positive self-talk? Because I always find it very interesting to see the specifics that other people have, which I think is something I thoroughly enjoy. Seeing the different perspectives, different views, different influences. You can go down the list, but I want to know, especially you two, after all these podcasts, talks we've had, I would thoroughly enjoy and like to know. I mean, one thing that there's a lot of different ways that I could take this for me, but I mean, I'm not trying to piggyback off of Tanner's answer, but I mean, the whole truthful thing about positive self-talk really not only makes the self-talk more valuable, it, it makes it more lasting because it's truthful, but it also helps me when I am more truthful to keep away the negative self-talk. Because when I'm focused on things that don't matter or focused on things in my head that are not good for me, and I don't think that they're true, even if I like make a mistake or I, I screw up or something, it doesn't mean that I have to have this huge amount of negative self-talk that I'm like a terrible person. And that's one of the biggest things I shifted into was instead of thinking I was a terrible person, I started thinking I was okay. And then nowadays, I think I'm good. Now the goal is to think that I'm great and then... Maybe one day I'll think I'm amazing. I don't know. We'll see. My whole point is that being honest about what I was going through and being honest about what these feelings were in my head and maybe where they came from, that helped shift from my negative to positive self-talk because I wasn't avoiding anything. You know, like a lot of times you hear self-doubt in your head, you hear things that plague you and like, no, you can't do this. And that's like a form of negative self-talk. And you know, that could just be your brain saying something, but it doesn't mean it's the truth. It just means that maybe you're scared or something. And so searching for the truth of why that kind of self-talk comes to your head helps me go, okay, so that's the reason why I had this. So I can do this even though I'm nervous, for example. So that's a way to shift it into positive self-talk. That's how I think of it is being really digging really deep, kind of like you said, GT, and then being really honest with yourself, like Tanner said. Here's something that I started doing that really shifted my mindset from negative self-talk to more of a positive self-talk is is the honesty and how I said there was a fine line. Well, if I'm degrading myself and back when I was way more negative towards myself and, and was really beating myself up over stuff, I would say, hey, you didn't do this, blah, 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 but you learn from it and you're going to do this in the future. Almost like a pep talk with myself, like, dude, you fucked up, but one, you're not going to do that again or two you know you messed up and you cannot repeat that and be successful. So you're going to do this in the future. You fucked up today. You had a rough day. But remember a week ago when you thought you couldn't get that project done and you got it done, great job. Instead of making a definitive statement that's negative, make it a lesson out of it. Make it something where for every negative thought that you have, you need to tell yourself a positive thing as well. It's very easy to be on on one of the polar ends of this to be very negative with your self-talk or be Mm -hmm. on the complete opposite end of the spectrum where you're being way too positive about yourself and and being unrealistic and not grounded and not truthful with yourself. 
And that's why I think all three of us can talk about really in-depth stuff because we all have different views, but we all can agree on different things. I'm kind of like Tanner, but I'm a little bit more on the positive side just because I like to have where my mindset is more positive than balanced out. I think people would look at me as more of an optimistic guy instead of a pessimistic or like neutral. But mm -hmm. I would say I'm typically more of a positive guy. Positive self-talk isn't quite the best for others, which I see yeah. all the time with coaching, which Tanner sees, and I'm sure Connor sees with kids and people he's doing music with. We all see it. It's just in different forms. I like that you brought up that there's a lot of different forms for positive self-talk. All of our self-talk develops from a certain place. I know my self-talk was primarily negative because the way I was raised, it was a lot easier to not maybe get excited or to have positive thoughts about things because a lot of times things just didn't work out. And I mean, that's another piece of advice I would give to people who are looking to shift it is to start looking for the positive things, even if it seems like there aren't anything, maybe you're just not looking, right? Like maybe you need to look mm -hmm. out in your life like and be grateful for something positive every day, once a day. So when I started doing that, it shifted from when I was younger, I had a very negative view of things. So I had negative self-talk because things just didn't work out. And I was like, oh, this is me being realistic. This is me not getting my hopes up so I don't get hurt. But really, I would still get hurt, but I would just be negative all the time. So it didn't really protect me. It just made it to where I didn't have to deal with the loss of like getting excited about something, you know? And that's where it developed for me. That's where my negative self-talk developed. How do you guys think negative self-talk develops? Do you think it's like something that's instilled in us? Do you think people are more likely to develop a certain type of self-talk or is it completely have to do with your family and your friends? And same with positive as well. How do you guys think it develops? Man, I think I can speak for all of us when I say, and I hate how it's always redundant and different in our podcast, but it's very truthful is I think society plays a major role in your self-talk and where your negative self-talk and positive self-talk come from. And it's very unfortunate because it says self-talk, ourselves, you know, yourself, but society has so much of a influence and view and perspective on it that a lot of people have that I think sometimes people need to relax on it because putting so much pressure and influence from society on how you should talk to yourself and how you should be, I think is not adequate. I don't think it's, I don't think it's right. And I don't think it's appropriate because everyone is going to think differently. Like we always say, everyone's going to talk differently walk differently, carry themselves differently. It's just going to happen. You can't have a cookie cutter way for how people self-talk. But I think negative self-talk comes from society, comes from opinions, negative opinions, and how people put influence on what other people say when honestly, at the end of the day, it's your game of life. But we don't have to go down that because we've said that multiple times. I think that's where negative self-talk comes from, but it's also you being weak on the inside and it's you not being strong within yourself <clears throat> mentally and which it's very hard 
because that's a hard thing to fully understand. I think for me, it has to do most with the people that you're around, like GT mentioned, which I think for the majority of people is their family, especially because you look up to your family so much, especially your parents and the way that they love each other and not love each other. Like a, a lot of things as a kid, you're in, you're impressioned by, by your parents and your siblings and everything. So I think for both negative and positive, it's mostly your family. And the other factor that GT mentioned, which is a huge one, is your willingness to allow or not allow those factors to personally influence you or shape you into who you are. It's a conversation we've had. I think it was the one with Casey a long, long time ago when we were talking about family upbringings and how you can either be just like your family or you can decide that you don't like how you're raised and whatever, and then you try to be the polar opposite of that. And I think that relates to almost every other aspect of your life in terms of your how easily you're influenced and if you allow that to actually mold you into your, who you are or if you want to take your own opinions elsewhere. So yeah, like you said, JT, it's about positive self-talk or negative self-talk. So really, it's, a, it's what you allow to be your opinion and what you allow your mentality to be. So family and yourself. Locking in. It makes a lot of sense. You guys have probably heard the nature versus nurture argument with psychology yeah. and stuff. And I mean, that's a very, that's a nurture perspective, definitely. And that does play a huge role into it. But me being what I learned in school, I, I kind of take approach of both. I think, I think all of what you guys said is true. I think it primarily, it prime, I even think primarily it does have to do with your families and friends and your, your outside influences in life. But I do think that there are personality traits, intrinsic things that you're born with that are going to make the type of self-talk that you have feel or affect you differently than it would other people. I could have the exact same environment as somebody else who has the same name as me and they're born, I don't know, in California or something, but they don't, they might not have the problems with anxiety that my family has, for example. Right. And so because I've had anxiety since I was a kid, I feel like the type of self-talk that I developed just because of my family dynamic also impacted me maybe more significantly than somebody who wouldn't have those problems, for example. So I think that you could have a really positive upbringing, but still have a lot of negative self-talk if you have a ton of anxiety and depression, or if you just have like a mental disorder, you know, I mean, I, mm -hmm. I think it's, it has to do with your background and your environment, but you definitely see people who you know, they're successful and they're confident and they are driven individuals, but they come from horrible backgrounds, vice versa too. Great nurturing backgrounds, but their personality does not match that. And maybe they are a selfish person. It's just interesting how, to me, it doesn't <clears throat> always have to do with your environment. And I just wanted to bring this up because I feel like the first step to developing better self-talk is to understand and accept where it comes from and not try to talk away where you learned it. Because you need to know where you learned it so that you can start at the root to undo it if you're trying to change it. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times... Uh... This is a tough one to fix about how you view yourself and talk to yourself. That That is probably one of the hardest things if you are trying to switch it one way or the other, hopefully for the positive side, is a very hard thing to, to change that, speaking from experience. But I wanted to bring up a quote, gentlemen, that, that really ties in about self-talk and honestly a few other things that I think kind of summarizes things we kind of danced around thus far. The quote is, you can't think your way into being, 
you have to act your way into being. So for me, this quote discusses the importance of positive self-talk, but also what the next step should be. I wanted to ask you guys what you initially thought about this quote and if you agree with my perception of the, the quote as well. I can read the quote again if you'd like. It is, you can't think your way into being. You have to act your way into being. Well, what what is your perception of the quote? For me, it was how the next step is kind of putting your positive self-talk and the way that you view yourself into actions, which I know is, is a, a little bit of a subtopic of this podcast, but I think it's really important in terms of advice if, if we're going to be going down the advice route. You know, it's one thing to tell someone to think away, which is way harder than tell someone definitively like actions they can take to fix or change or improve themselves in terms of their self-talk. So I think this quote saying, you know, obviously self-talk is a huge part and your mindset and mentality, as we discussed, plays a huge role about how you view yourself, but also your actions is who you are as a being. And I think that's something that we, we should discuss is what are the actions or what do you think the action should be for someone? Your perception is spot on in my eyes, Tanner, because you can have all of the positive thoughts in the world, but if your actions are still negative and are still against your own best interest, at what point does the negative self-talk start to come back into play because your actual reality doesn't change? You, right. you can live in your own world all you want in your head, but if you're not taking action to make maybe what you think, what you want to happen because you're thinking about it a reality then it's not you you have to put your plan into action and i mean it starts with positive self-thinking because that makes taking action easier maybe not as scary but a lot of what we talk about is just do it you know be true be you just do that's like the motto of the podcast and it's the same thing for self-talk you can have positive self-talk now turn it into positive self-actions it's a very concise very well-worded quote i would say I love both of the answers and I, I agree. I think it's for me personally, your actions are what, you know, speak in and what speak to others because those are your own personal thoughts that are up top. Other people can't read your minds, but I think personally self-talk is more of an influence thing. You can have, like you said, Connor, and you said, Tanner, all these positive thoughts, but if it can be put into action, I think honestly, you haven't accepted it fully. You tell yourself this, but you haven't fully accepted it, which is why you're not putting it into action. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, I mean, it. like you guys said, it's 100%. You have to accept it. And like you said, actions speak louder than words. You can say you're going to do something or say you're not going to do something. But if your actions are reflecting your old behavior, you are going to revert back to your old behavior, which will then go back to your negative self talk. And it's a vicious cycle. So, you know, take action, like actually take physical steps to change your way of thinking and the rest will fall suit. But yeah, I well, thought that quote was really good. I, th I thought it was different, but I thought it was, I thought it was good. Well, I, I like that you guys said it had to do with influences because the, the cycle that Tanner or GT, that's what you said. It has to do with your positive influences and Tanner, you're right about that cycle. If people get locked into that cycle, it's, it's never ending. And it's like, you're not making any progress. But sometimes, you know, taking this journey, I mean, it's it's scary, especially to do it on your own, especially when you feel like you've never really had like any good influences in your life before. But I would hope 
everybody who's listening to this, and I know for me, definitely, and I know as well for you guys, we've all had positive influences in our life that give us good advice. I'm curious if you can think of like one person who gives you good advice, maybe somebody that you come back to frequently for good advice. Have you ever given yourself similar advice and heard maybe that person's voice in your head? Does that make it easier for you to grasp onto that vice? And would you consider that positive self-talk even if it didn't originate from you? How do you guys feel about that? For me, I think it's easier to grasp on sometimes because that way I don't feel like I have to do it all on my own. You can find someone or something that you listen to, right? Like maybe some people listen to this podcast. I would hope some people listen to this podcast and take advice from it. You know, I think we talk about some really good stuff and put some really good stuff out there. And I genuinely mean that. As far as me personally, if I had to tell you one person, I would say Steve Harvey. I know that's a very interesting answer. I would say he always has really good stuff to say and he's very wise with a lot of the things he says. And you can understand where he's coming from because he's been on all parts of the spectrum as far as wealth, money, living and all that. And I think that's very interesting to really like you can be relate to him and he makes it very relatable and he can break it down. So that way everyone can understand it at different levels and everyone can truly feel it into. And I think he's just very well spoken and he can talk about anything and he brings it into like a happy positive, but he can also go into the negative. So that would, if I had to say one person, him, but also my girlfriend. Because, boy, she says some smart things. I'm just like, dang, did not think about that. Just So shout out to you, babe. That's sweet. Definitely a different answer. Definitely a different answer. There's been a lot of people in my life that have influenced me. But but someone who has been there through thick and thin is my grandma, my dad's mom. When my dad got in his accident and we lived in Florida, there really wasn't any good burn hospitals and so his parents live right outside Nashville and Vanderbilt in downtown Nashville happens to be one of the best burn hospitals in the country. So they airlifted him from Melbourne, Florida, all the way to Nashville, Tennessee, mm. and in a helicopter. Yep. I, I remember I just ate Olive Garden and we're like, oh, that's dad right there. I saw the helicopter take off the helipad and see you soon, dad. But anyways, so. When I lived in Nashville and my mom was really busy with taking care of my father in a hospital and or visiting him and all that, my sister and I obviously didn't have a lot of positivity going in in our life at the time. And so my dad's parents did a really good job at being like a second set of parents for me and raised me through all that. And then were really a big part of keeping me grounded while my parents separated because my dad would speak a lot towards obviously his parents trying to vent and whatnot and saying stuff about my mom and vice versa. But also my grandparents having such big empathy towards my mother because everything that we experienced together as a family, right? And just a lot of life lessons just with age and her experience, but then also understanding me from when, obviously when I was a baby till now, she, she just says the right things for me, man. It's just cool to have someone who with their combined age and then having someone who knows you that personally, that I think that combo wombo just really, helps me out with the best advice. So that's one person. So I hear my grandma's voice 100% when I'm giving this similar advice to other people. And 100% helps you grasp the concept more. It makes it more relatable. 
and and more personal and obviously you have that attachment because you experienced it so you want to help that person as well as much as you were helped right it's like passing a torch on you want to be that voice in the head for that person what about you Connor? i could shout out my grandma who i live with i could shout out shay best girlfriend ever i could shout out my dad who's definitely Third. giving me great advice you know all these awesome people bro <laughs> older bro but like you said oh yeah <laughs> fuck you but tanner i have the same reaction like you with your grandma to my mom i mean i talk about my mom a lot i've given you guys exact advice from words from my mom my mom's voice is ingrained in my brain if i feel crazy i still to this day go to her and she just I don't know. She just gets me. She knows, she knows exactly where my head is at. And she's like, no, it's just this way instead. And I don't know why, but it just completely calms me down. Like literally she's, she's moving away this week. And even though I'll be able to talk to her on the phone, you know, I'm, you know, I'm sad. I'm very emotional that she's leaving, but I, I hear her voice every day in my head. I've know I've talked about my mom a lot, so I won't go on too much of a tangent, but she's just, she gives the best advice. She's the best mom in the world. And She's just an amazing person, you know, and I don't, I'm very lucky to have her. And I think that that has helped me develop better self-talk is the advice that she's given me. Because mm -hmm. when you get good advice from people that, especially people that really care about you, that resonates and you, you can be reminded of that emotional impact it had on you when you have that positive self-talk with yourself. Because I have somebody personal in my life that gives me good advice doesn't mean I can't look for other sources if you feel like you don't have that in your life. Tanner, like you said, you have your grandma just like me personally, but I know there's other sources that you get great advice from GT. You already listed one, Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey gives fantastic advice. All the stuff you've quoted from him has been fantastic on the show. Somebody that I listen to for advice outside of somebody actually in my life is J.R.R. Tolkien. You know, he wrote Lord of the Rings. A lot of the quotes in Lord of the Rings are very applicable to real life and they're really deep and they're very meaningful. And it has a lot to do with relationships and, and love for people. I relate to that type of advice all the time. So it doesn't matter if you don't have somebody personal in your life, you can get great advice from anywhere and it can resonate at any mm -hmm. point in your life. You know, there's a lot of ways to develop positive self-talk, not just by yourself. Absolutely. All right, guys. You know, honestly, I think on that note, with this with this podcast, I, I feel like this was a good way to end the episode for positive self talk. We if we've given advice, we kind of talked about our own personal experience and and how we need to try. Everyone who listens, watches, and yeah, even including the three of us right here, we need to improve our positive self talk or our way that we perceive ourselves because we live with ourselves for the rest of the lifetime. So we want to be best friends with ourselves. Absolutely. I hope you guys <laughs> took something away from this episode, just like we discussed how we have people who influence us. I know for a fact that people have taken advice from this podcast that have DM'd me or messaged me or whatever. And that means the world to me that we're helping some of you out there. But with that being said, I appreciate you guys listening and watching. I hope you guys had a great week. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. As always, be you, be true, and just do. Love you guys. Peace. Peace.